In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Then God separated the water and the sky. He formed the seas and the land. Then he covered the land with trees and plants. creatures of the ground. And then he made us. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. We're going to continue tonight with the sermon title that I uh, did this morning, Ex Nilo. Nihilo, ex nihilo, all right? We're speaking a bit of Latin, uh, but it's great that we can do so. Uh, let me just explain, if you have not downloaded uh, the Durban Christian Center app, you need to do that because the sermon notes for tonight are on the app and they are available for absolutely free, all right? And so go ahead and download the app. The notes are on there. You'll see that there are some lines with some words missing, and all you need to do is when the slide comes on the screen, all you need to do is just put in the words in there. If you put the wrong word there, it'll tell you, ah, hang on, you made a mistake, and it'll give you the correct word. And then also in the sermon notes, you'll see these little blue boxes that if you tap those blue boxes, it gives you a space for you to uh, type extra notes. If you want to take some extra notes or maybe some extra things that are not on the actual sermon notes, but maybe something else that I might have said that you want to include on your notes, you can do that there. Isn't that cool? Is that, is that cool or what? Bump your and say, that's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool, Right. And so if you haven't got your app, you better get your app, because I know you got your, I know you got your iPhone, I know you got your, what do you call these smartphones? I know you got your smartphones, amen? Uh, and then also right at the end, we give you the opportunity to email those notes to yourself. I know that they are, have been available, but we're going to make it where from tomorrow, all the notes will not be available on the app. So if you don't email it back to yourself, you won't be able to access those notes, okay? So after tonight, all you got to do is email the notes to who? To yourself. Amen. So, all right, let's continue. I want you also to hashtag 
these words, something out of nothing. Maybe you can take a picture of the screen or whatever it is that you'd like to do. And let's put it out on social media. Flood social media. Hashtag something out of nothing. Why something out of nothing? Because that is the God that we serve. And that is what ex nihilo means, to make something out of nothing. And I want us to flood Facebook and Instagram and Twitter with words of encouragement, words of hope. There's a lot of junk that you find on social media. It's time that the church flood, flood social media with words that will inspire, words that will encourage, words that will give life and hope. Can I get an amen tonight? All right, praise the Lord. So this morning, we just looked at a couple of things, and we spoke about how God can create something out of nothing, and that how He did so by the words that He spoke. And I said this morning, each time God spoke, something was created, something was formed, or something was made. And then I also said to you this morning how that scientists have discovered the smallest particles that make up matter, and they are no longer the atoms. When I was at school, I remember we learned about atoms. Anybody here old enough to remember about the atom and the nucleus and the proton and the neutron and the electron goes around the nucleus? How many of you remember that? Anybody? It was just me? All right. Well, that's no longer the case. That's not the smallest subatomic particles now that go to make up matter. Uh, it is, of course, now what we call quarks and leptons, all right? Quarks and leptons. And what we have discovered, actually, is that quarks are waves. They, they're waves, and the closest description that we could get to a quark is that of a sound wave. Hallelujah. Isn't that quite amazing? And so um, it's quite important for us to understand uh, that when God spoke, He released a sound wave from His mouth, and, and that sound wave went into the uh, universe, into the atmosphere, into nothing, and out of nothing, God began to create the stars, the sun, the moon, the trees, the animals, etc., 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 and everything that we see with our physical eyes today. I also said this morning that you and I are made in the image of God and that we too have the ability of creating with our words. Hallelujah. Did you know that? And we have the ability to create with our words. As a matter of fact, I said this morning that probably sound is greater than sight. Why do I say that? Because a sound came out of the mouth of God before anything was physically visible uh, roundabout. So we could say that we are mostly influenced by sound than by anything else, all right? I also said this morning that we have the power to release words and a sound. And also, can you help us on the screen there? Follow with me, guys, that we can create something out of nothing, all right? So I also said that this morning, but not just something out of nothing. Uh, I, I, it, it needs to be something that will glorify God, something that will lift Jesus higher, something that will draw the lost to Jesus, something that will help people find freedom, amen, something that will help people discover their purpose, and something that will help people make a difference. Can you say amen? 
So we, 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 we don't want to just create something, nilly-willy. No, I want to create something that's going to make a difference, something that will help me find my purpose, something that will help people find freedom, something that will bring the lost to Jesus, something that will lift Jesus higher, something that will glorify God. Can you say amen? And so that is essentially the purpose of ex nihilo. God gave His Son. Amen. There was royal blood. There was the Holy Spirit. There was God's power. There was God's grace. There was God's anointing. For what? So that you and I could be creators. And I say that with a small c, that you and I are creators. We have, as a matter of fact, we have the ability to create with God. Look at somebody and tell them, you have the ability to create with God. Hallelujah. Isn't that quite phenomenal? I'm not saying that we are God. We are made in the image of God, and we have the ability to create with God. What kind of things can we create, Pastor? Well, we can create friendships. Hallelujah. It's important that we create friendships. Can I get an amen tonight? We can create relationships. That's what we were created for. And as a matter of fact, we were made to do life together with people. That's why coming to a life group and attending a life group is so important because you get to do life together with other people. Hallelujah. There are some things that maybe you are struggling through in this life and in that life group setting where there are relationships and there are friends. There are people that are there ready to walk through some stuff with you. Bump your neighbor and say, neighbor, I might need you to walk through some stuff with me. Hallelujah. Praise God. We were created for families as well. We can create families. That's another thing. Godly families. We can create godly marriages as well. Praise God. And we can create godly churches. If you believe that, shout amen. Praise God. That's the ability that we have because we were made in the image of God. And out of nothing, God was able to create something. If you're a business person or an entrepreneur, you have the ability to create jobs. If you're waiting for the government to, make, to create jobs, you're going to wait a long time. But if you have the ability to create and you have an entrepreneurial spirit and you have the wisdom of God, and you carry that business mind that God has as well, we have the ability to create jobs in this environment. Can you say amen? You and I can create a better life for ourselves and for others. How? Simply by what is coming out of our mouths, because we have the ability to release a sound that can alter environments, can change atmospheres. And in those environments and atmospheres, we can create healing. We can find hope. We can create life. Hallelujah. Come on in this place. How many of you believe what, what, what I'm saying tonight? We can manifest His kingdom simply because we have the, ab the ability to release words and create the good stuff, the God stuff, His kingdom, His presence, His glory. Everything is available to you and I. But how many of you know that if we're going to do stuff like that this morning, I said, we have to pay attention to what we are saying. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and tell them, pay attention to what you are saying. Amen. Pay attention to what you are saying. I read the scripture, Proverbs 18, 21, this morning in the New King James Version. I'd like to read it in the New Living Translation. 
But Proverbs 18.21 says the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Can I just say something? We all love to talk. Maybe some more than others. I don't know. But if we are created in the image of God, I said it this morning, God is spirit. We are spirit. God is a speaking spirit, and you are a speaking spirit. And one of the positive things about mankind is we have the ability to speak. Amen. The problem is we use a lot of the talking to speak negative stuff and things that hurt and whatever, whatever, whatever. But the Bible says the tongue can bring either death or life. How many of you would choose life? So you've got to pay attention to what you are saying. You know, we make some crazy statements. And thank God your heart doesn't believe what your mouth is saying. Because if your heart believed what your mouth was saying, you would suffer the consequences. Oh, I'm just dying to go to the beach. Really? Really? If your heart really believed that you would be dead and in the box, you wouldn't even see the beach. Thank God your heart says, uh-uh, I'm not going to believe that. The problem when we speak words like that is our hearts become numb. So when we do speak a word of life, your heart has a hard time believing what you're saying is going to come to pass. Bump your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time for you to pay attention to what you are saying. Hallelujah. You see, here's the thing. Nobody has the power but you. You have the ability to control what comes out of your mouth. You have the power to say, I'm going to choose to speak life or I'm going to choose to speak death. I can choose my words that would build and edify or I can choose my words that would condemn and criticize. But know that either way, both ways, I'm going to reap the consequences. I would much rather reap the consequences of speaking life and encouragement than speaking death and condemnation. Can I get a better amen in this place? And ex nihilo is never going to happen. Hashtag something out of nothing is never going to happen in our lives where we have the ability to create something godly and worthwhile unless we are intentional about some things. We have to be intentional. Somebody say intentional. We have to be intentional about some things. Like some things like what, Pastor? Well, for example, what am I listening to? What am I listening to? Because whatever I'm listening to is influencing me. It's going to determine what I am going to speak out of my mouth. Come on. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever you are inclining your ear to, whatever you are listening, is, is, is going to have an effect on you. It's going to come into your heart, and eventually that is what you will speak, all right? So we have to be intentional about some things, right? Bump your name and say intentional. So that, that means that there's got to be some effort. That means that I've got to be diligent. That means that sometimes I've got to say, no, I'm sorry, uh, I, I'm going this way. You're going that way. I'll go that way. Hello? All right. So we have to be intentional about some things like what? What am I listening to? What am I watching? Not only my ear gates. These are gates through which uh, people have access to our spirits. So our ear gates are important, but our eye gates are also important. Whatever it is that you're watching. Whatever it is that you are looking at. Hallelujah, whatever it is that you're looking at. And we also have to ask ourselves, who are my friends? 
Anybody ever heard of that, sta that statement that says, birds of a feather flock together? Oh, but pastor, they always come and tell me all these terrible gossips and all the scandal. Well, did you hear that saying, birds of a feather flock together? Maybe because on the inside of you, that's what you are, and you are attracting that kind of a person. All you got to do is to put your hand in that person's face and say, uh-uh, you're not going to come and download your gossip to me. Do that once or twice. That person's not going to come back to you. But if you invite them in, oh, really, really? Well, I heard this. Well, I heard that. Well, I heard this. Well, I heard this. That's what you're attracting. They're going to come and offload and put all that stuff on you. And then what I always say is you didn't have the problem to begin with, but when they leave, it's like, it's like now the monkey that was on their shoulder is on your shoulder. You didn't even have the problem to begin with. They go off having offlaid and all that stuff. Now it's like you're looking for a, the highest building to commit suicide because now you're so depressed and discouraged. Now all you got to do is just put your hand in their face. If you're close enough, you just put your hands like this. Just, just zip the lips. No, if you're not going to speak life, don't talk. Uh-uh, that, that's not for me. In my house, we're not going to talk like that. We're not going to have gossip. We're not going to backbite and backslander and criticize. No, 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 no. Nobody's given you the right to point one finger at me when there are three pointing at you. Can I get an amen? Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs 10, 11. Proverbs 10, in those blue boxes, that's where you can put the scriptures in. All right, Proverbs 10, 11, New King James Version says, The mouth of the righteous, New King James Version, The mouth of the righteous is a well of life. Hallelujah. We're supposed to be wells. Spring up a well within my soul. Spring up a well and make me whole. We're supposed to be a well. It's a terrible thing when you are in the, in the desert and you are thirsty and you come up to a well and it's empty and worse still, it has water, but it's water that stinks, it is smelly, it is contaminated, and you can't draw from that well. Bump your neighbor and say, come on, spring up a well. You're a well. You're a well of life. Not a well of disease. Not a well of Belazia. Not a well that's polluted. You're a well of life. There are people out there that are dying of a spiritual drink and they're looking for Coke, but Coke can, can, can they're looking for mainstay. You can change for the rest of your life or you can change to mainstay. They're looking for a well. They are spiritually thirsty. Bump your neighbor and say, I'm a well. You're a well. And we're supposed to be wells of life. Look at the New Living Translation. Same verse says, the words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. Not only are you a well, you're a fountain, man. Bump your neighbor and say, hey, howdy, fountain. You're a cool-looking fountain, man. You're a life-giving fountain. Praise God. Bump your neighbor and say, I'm a fountain, man. There's life coming out of me. If you read a couple of verses down, verse 21, it says, The lips of the righteous, New King James Version, The lips of the righteous feed many. If we were to gauge how many you know, people are starving in this place, wouldn't it be interesting to know that just because of us, just because of us, how many people 
would be malnourished and would be walking around with spiritual kwashiorkor because we, we are not feeding people with the words that are coming out of our lips. Think about that for a moment. How many starving people would be around you because of the fact that your lips are not feeding many? Your lips are supposed to be feeding those who are spiritually hungry and spiritually thirsty. Hallelujah! Can you say praise the Lord? In the New Living Translation, it says, The words of the godly encourage many. We're supposed to be encouragers, not discouragers. Hey, what does an encourager mean? An encourager means to help build courage in somebody. You are here to help build courage in me. I am here to help build courage on the inside of you. We are here to encourage one another, man. Why would you spend your time trying to police people, trying to chop their legs out of, from out of them, when you yourself are not nowhere near perfect? You're supposed to be an encourager. The world is looking for encourager. Hallelujah. You're not the fourth person of the, of, the, of the Trinity. There is no such thing. So relax. Let the Holy Spirit do His work. You're supposed to be an encourager. You're supposed to be a light in a dark place. You're supposed to be bringing hope where there is no hope. The words of the godly encourage many. We are encouragers. Look at somebody and tell them, I am an encourager. From today, that's what I'm purposing to be. Come on, you need to look at somebody. Some of you have been discouraging for too long. No wonder people have left you. There's a smell about you, a spiritual smell about you. But if you want people to hang around you, then be an encourager, hallelujah. You say, well, pastor, I just feel so low. I feel so depressed. I feel so lonely. Yeah, because nobody wants to hang around about you. you got this dark cloud over you. Everything is dark, gloomy. You're so pessimistic. You're so negative. Somebody says this, but then you say, yeah, but. Yeah, but. No, don't worry about the but. Give your butt a good kick and get on with life. Be an encourager. Be an encourager. Look at somebody and tell them, I am an encourager. Whether you feel like it or not, I can tell you, something will come upon you when you decide to encourage others. When you decide, it's not about me, myself, I. It's about others. I'm going to take time to encourage others. I might not feel encouraged. I might feel lonely. I might feel rejected. I might feel despised. But it's not about me. It's about others. I'm going to go out of my way to encourage people, to lift them up. I can guarantee you something will happen in your life. Some Something will change in your life. It'll be a game changer for you. We give people, number two, hope. Hallelujah. That's what we're here for, man. We are here to give people hope. Come on, let's get on with it. Stop trying to act religious. Stop trying to act all spiritual. There are people here that don't even know the gospel. They don't even know that God loves them. They've got this grotesque idea that God is trying to teach them a lesson, and He's an angry God. God's not angry with mankind. 
He's not angry with South Africa. He's not angry with Durban. We heard a while ago, oh, there's drought in this country. God is angry with South Africa. Said who, man? Just relax. He put all of that anger. You're saying that because you don't know the Bible. God put all of his anger on his son, Jesus Christ, when he died 2,000 years ago. That's why he's able to look at you through the eyes of grace. If God was actually angry, this earth would have been swallowed up a long time ago, including you and me. But because of his grace and mercy, we're still here tonight. Hey, pump your neighbor and say, it's okay. It's cool. It's all right. Just chill. Just relax. God's not angry with you. I'm not angry with you. I'm having a great time, actually. Praise God. I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time. I'm preaching to myself. But we are encouragers. We are here. We are people that give hope. We are life-giving people. Come on, man. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. There's a huge job that we have to do, man. Let's stop playing politics. Let's stop being religious. There's no difference sometimes from some Christians to the old day Sadducees and Pharisees. So caught up with religiosities. Let's get on with what God's called us to do. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can you say amen? I'm not saying that we're better than negative people out there and whether they're, they're doubtful or that, but why don't we let the life that's in us overwhelm them? Don't be overwhelmed by them. Don't go down to their level. No, we must overwhelm them with the life. We are wells of life. We are life-giving fountains, the Bible says. The lips of the righteous encourage many. That's what we're here to do. We're here to instill courage in people. For some people, it's a great deal to get up in the morning and face another week when they've got everything coming out against them. And you and I have the solution. We can encourage them. We can give them courage, man. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. So what do we have to do? If we're going to be intentional about what we are hearing, what we are listening to, then we've just got to be able to guard every entranceway to our spirit man. You have to be intentional about that. Without you coming, to, coming across as being super spiritual or I'm more righteous than you are, you know, I'm so holy, you, you, you know. No, we're not saying that. We're not better than anybody. But you have to guard. The Bible says that we have to guard our heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. And so we want to be friends to everybody. We want to be approachable. We want to be able to go anywhere. We, we can go anywhere in this whole wide world because we carry the light of the world, amen? But at the same time, we have to guard what we are watching, what we are hearing, who we're hanging out with so that it doesn't contaminate us. Why? Because God has given us the ability to create something out of nothing. We can't create something out of nothing if our heart is clogged and all full of negativity and doubt and unbelief. And if we're going to create something, it's going to be stuff that brings death and bondage and condemnation and shame and embarrassment. I don't want that. I want to create something that is going to glorify God. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Amen. So tonight, I want to just share a little testimony about how I was able to speak something and see God bring something out of nothing. Several years back, and we, and this is the scripture that I want to just leave you with tonight, Numbers 14, 28. 
This is a powerful passage of Scripture that I want to I challenge you. Put it to the test, all right? Put it to the test. So it, uh, Numbers 14, 28 says, this is God speaking to Moses. God says, say to them, the people of Israel, as I live, do you serve a God that is living tonight? Is he the God of the living or the God of the dead? He's the God of the living. As I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. Now, if you read the contents of the scripture, the context is actually not so cool because uh, Israel has just come out of Egypt and they are moaning and groaning and complaining and they're telling Moses, why did you bring us out here? It would have been better to have left us in the wilderness and blah, blah, blah. And they're having a big whole moan, complain. And God says, what, what did I do with these people? I should have just wiped them out. And Moses is saying, no, don't hang on a bit, God. Don't wipe them out. If you do that, you know the Egyptians are going to have something to speak about, and, and so that's right there and then God decides, okay, this generation, because they've been moaning and groaning for so long, I'm gonna, they're going to be walking around the wilderness, something that could have, they could have gone into their promised land, I think, in, in, a, in, in seven days, right, took them 40 years because of the negativity, because of the complaining, because of the moaning, and God gives this word to Moses, and he says, Moses, this is what I'm going to do for you. Whatever you say in my hearing, whatever words are going to come out of your mouth in my hearing, that's what I'm going to do. So backtrack about three, four years ago, I think it was, we were in the UK with my family. We had just landed in London, and uh, we rested for a while, and at about, I think, 3 or 4 o'clock, we decided we were going to do a bit of shopping downtown London. So my wife and my kids, they went somewhere. I was going to go to a CrossFit store, okay? So I get into, I order the taxi. The taxi comes downstairs, and I remember I got my wallet in my hand. I climb in the taxi, and man, you're sitting in the gas going, and I'm looking at all the buildings in London. Wow. And I just leave my wallet on the seat, you know, and I'm, I'm ooing and aahing and looking at everything. I get to my destination and, and, and pay the guy because I had some money, but I left my wallet on the seat, okay? So this is a taxi in London. How many of you have ever, ever been to London? All right. So, I mean, we're talking about millions of people that are in London. We're talking about a lot of people that are going to be using that taxi. Are you getting the picture here, Right? So it's not like there's three people living in this little town and, oh, just phone the taxi guy because, you know, your, your wallet will still be there. So uh, I get out of the taxi and I had some cash with me. So I was just looking around the store, didn't need to buy anything. And then I walked right across to where, so it took me quite a while to finish the looking around and finally joined up with my wife on the other side of London. And, uh, and we get to a store and, and I had my backpack with me and I look in the backpack and I can't find my wallet. I'm thinking, that's strange. I thought I had my wallet with me. Oh, but anyways, maybe I left it in the hotel room. So I'm not, I'm not panicking too much. But back of my mind, I'm, I'm a little bit worried because I can't seem to remember when was the last time I had the wallet. So anyway, to cut a long story short, when I finally got back to the hotel room at about 8 o'clock, I quickly got back in there to look for my wallet, searched high and low, and couldn't find the wallet. And so I began to think, now what has happened to this? I couldn't remember what had happened to the wallet. So I found the downstairs guard and I said to man, I, you know, I've lost my wallet. Um, would you be able to, 
see the taxi that I got into and, and see, you know, if I had it in my hand. And I told them the time, and lo and behold, they had it on footage. There I was. I got my wallet in my hand. I'm paying the taxi guy, and I'm climbing in the taxi with my wallet. And so I knew I'd left my wallet in the taxi. And now my wallet's gone. It had all my cards in there, all my, uh, quite a bit of money in there. And it's in a taxi. And the taxi is going all over London with people jumping in and out of this taxi. I mean, we're not talking this. It's like a busy night. And uh, I'm beginning to just go through this scenario. And, and the more I'm thinking about it, the more absurd it is that there's no ways. This is just, that's it. My, my wallet is gone. I'm thinking, I mean, what are the chances of me getting this wallet back? I mean, we're talking about London. We're talking about thousands of people that are using this taxi. And the next morning, we were actually getting up to go into Paris, catch a, a train ride with my family. We were going to go to Paris, and so that's what we had lined up. And I'm thinking, how am I going to pay? I got my cards. I got my stuff. There's, I mean, this is, this is serious. So I reminded myself of this scripture, Numbers 14, 28. Now, you must understand that there are emotions that are coming to play right now. You're, the devil's playing trickery with your mind. Somebody's got your card right now. They're swiping it. Can you imagine when you get back home what the, de what the debt's going to be like? All kinds of stuff. But I, I said, God, in the name of Jesus right now, my wife and I, we joined hands. We said, we said, Lord, right now, this is what you said in Numbers 14, 28. Numbers 14. You said, whatever we say... Whatever we say in your hearing, that's what you are going to do for us. We have the power to say something that, that will create something out of nothing. In the natural, it's totally absurd. I mean, if you would say amen to that. Think about it. My wallet is in the back of a taxi cab. The next person coming in, I don't know where that wallet could be. But we are saying, God, we're not going to go with that way of thinking. We're not going to speak that way. We're going to be intentional about what we are saying because ex nihilo, that we can create something out of nothing by the words that we release. And if I can just hook up my believing system to my loudspeaker, this is your loudspeaker, hook up my, hook, hook up my amp, this is your amp, how many of you know that if you do sound, you need an amp and you need a loud, loudspeaker? Hook up your amp, your believing system to your loudspeaker that I will have whatever I say with my mouth because we're created in the image of God. And I prayed that prayer and I said, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. That's going to be the last of it. I'm going to go to sleep right now and my wallet will find its place back. We're, we're going to, nothing missing, nothing lost. I reminded God of the covenant that I have with him, a shalom covenant, which means nothing missing, nothing lost, nothing stolen, everything in its place. And uh, we prayed that prayer, and normally I would have been on edge. My wife will tell you, I, 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 I would not have gone to sleep right there. A, a peace came upon me that I cannot explain that enabled me to sleep. Half past 12 in the middle of the night, we are fast asleep. The phone rings. I thought it was like time to go to Paris. It was time to get up and go to Paris. I thought it was the alarm bell going. Phone rings. Hello? Yes. Mr. Torrance? Yes. This is the concierge from Downstakes. Oh, yes. Hello there. 
He says, uh, just wanted you to let you know that we have something for you. Oh. He said, yes, we have your wallet. Can we bring it upstairs? I said, you sure may bring it upstairs. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, I mean, think about that. I mean, it's, I don't know, but the guy said to me, I said, how did this come back? He said, the, the taxi driver, when I got off, looked behind and saw that I'd left the wallet and put it in his cubbyhole. And by the time he knocked off, we're talking about, I think, I think he picked me up at about 3 o'clock. He knocked off at about 12 or somewhere around midnight for him to remember who was the guy, which hotel was it? Because I picked up so many people. Was it this place? Was it that place? Was it the other place? Was it the other place? But he came to the right place. Why? Because I had believed I had spoken something out of my mouth. I had put God to the test, Numbers 14, 28, amen, and God made something out of nothing, and my wallet was there, all the cards, all the money, praise God, we were able to continue with our holiday. Can you say praise the Lord? Now listen, it's not because I'm anything special, I am special, but anyways, um, it's not because of, of anything like that, we're all special in God's eyes. If He can do it for me, He can do it for you as well. But it's important to hook up your believing system to what you are saying with your mouth. And you have to be intentional. You have to say, no, no, no. I'm not going to allow that talk because that's going to affect my spirit. The staff will tell you, there's some things I don't want to know about because I don't want it to, you know, get me stirred up the wrong way. I don't want to be disturbed in my spirit. I don't want to be, uh, I, I want my spirit man to be able to hear from God. And so, I, 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 there's protection. Bump your name and say protection. You have to protect yourself. Protect what you're seeing. Protect what you're hearing. Protect who you are hanging around with. And when we do that, hallelujah, whatever we speak and we hook up our believing system to will surely come to pass. Doesn't matter how great the odds are stacked against you. The odds were highly stacked against me to find a wallet in a cab in London that I left at 3 p.m. to get back at 12, 12.30 in the middle of the night with all the taxing that he did, all the different people that happened. I mean, it was a miracle. Amen? Praise God. Every head bowed, every eye closed right now. You see, the truth is, ex nihilo means that God can take something and make, or He can take nothing and make something out of that. And I love it when it comes to actually a person's life. Because the enemy wants to really just trash you and make nothing out of you and make you believe that you are nothing. But I'm here to counter those words. I'm here to tell you that God can take nothing and make something out of you. He can take the nothingness of your life and make something worthwhile, something that will bring life, something that will make a difference, something that will bring purpose back to you. Only God can do that. Because he specializes in making something out of nothing, including your life. I don't care how messy your life is. I don't care how badly you have failed and messed up. If you would give God the opportunity tonight, even those watching by way of live stream, God can make something out of you. He can make something out of nothing. I don't care what people have said. I don't care what teachers have said. People's opinions about you do not matter doesn't matter. Let them say what they want to say. 
The important thing is what God has to say about your life. And if you will give him your life and give him your heart, friend, I want to tell you, he can make something out of nothing. Hallelujah. Praise God. I think that's incredible. And so tonight, with every head bowed, every eye closed, I don't know where you are, but maybe your life is not right with God tonight. And and you're saying, there's not much that I can give. Well, whatever it is that you can give, God can work with. Whatever it is. If it's a toe, just give him the toe. If it's the thumb, give him the thumb. But whatever it is, give it to God. Give it to him and let him make something out of that nothing. I promise you, he will astound you. He will amaze you. But it starts with you just inviting this incredible Savior, this incredible God, this amazing God, who I am here to tell you once again, he loves you so much. Don't let anybody ever lie to you and tell you that God's angry with you ready to teach you a lesson, ready to bring down judgment upon you. No, he did that 2,000 years ago on Jesus. If God were to bring judgment down, let me tell you, this earth would no longer be. We would no longer be around, man. He would have obliterated mankind long ago. But tonight, there is grace and there is mercy. And all he says is, just give me your heart. Just give me your life. And watch and see what I will do with it. They told you that nothing good can come out of you. You're going to be just like your father. He was a drunkard and you'll be a drunkard. No, I want to tell you God can make something out of nothing. Well, maybe your, your father was a criminal and you're going to be just like him. No, give God a chance and watch him make something out of nothing. God can turn your life just like that. Tonight he can do it in just a moment. I'm going to count to three. When I get to three... Those of you that are saying, Pastor, that's me. Would you pray for me? And I'd be honored to pray for you. And that's all we're going to do. We're going to pray for you and trust that God will intervene and make something out of nothing. That's what it is. And I believe that you are here tonight. And I believe that you are ready to respond even by way of live stream. I'm going to count to three. Here we go. When I get to three, all I need you to do is just to put your hand up. Don't be shy. Don't be embarrassed. This is not to belittle you in any way. This is just so that I can see, so that I know to pray for you and join my faith together with your faith. All right, you ready? Here we go. One, two, get ready. Three, go ahead and lift your hand up high. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? Lift your hand up high. Thank you, ma'am. I see that hand in the back. Anybody else? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Those two ladies there, awesome. Anybody else? We're going to get ready to pray for you in just a moment. Is there anybody else? Thank you, ma'am. I see that hand. Wonderful. Isn't that awesome? Even children can respond. That's no problem. Awesome. Hands are going up right now. If you're watching by way of live stream, get ready. We're going to pray this prayer. And what I'd like right now is for everybody together to say these words. Would you pray after me? Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight in Jesus' name. Just as I am, with all of my faults, all of my failures, and all of my sin. And I bring to you my nothingness. And I ask God that you would make something out of the nothingness of my life. I give you my heart. I give you my everything. Thank you for never giving up on me. And for your amazing, unconditional love. 
that I now receive. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Would you give all these folks a great round of applause? Amen. Listen, there's some folks that just want to take your details down. It's not to try and send you all kinds of stuff to sell. We just want to be able to look after you and to care for you, okay? And we have some wonderful pastors and elders and lay pastors. And it's just a way for us to be able to look after you spiritually, just to take care of you. Now that you prayed this prayer and you've become a child of God, maybe you don't belong to any family or any church, well, we'd like you to consider making this church your church, your family, your home. And if that's the case, we want to just say to you, welcome home tonight. Amen.